This week, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is how Star Wars is it. Yes, it's the only podcast. And mm-hmm. my name is Mike. And my name is Josiah. And what do we do here? Well, we rate and review things on a scale of one to ten, not of how good or bad they are, Mm-mm. but of how Star Wars is, which is very important because if we were talking about how good something is then we would always be giving it like a 10 out of 10. Right, right. Everything we've ever reviewed is our favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) And we've done 200 of these. Water, love it. (laughs) 10 out of 10. Circles and our 20s, our two Uh, lost episodes. Our two lost episodes. lost. Both of our favorite things. (laughs) Yeah, I love circles. Can't get enough of them. I love our 20s. Man, we, we might have to revisit that as a concept for an episode because I've forgotten everything we talked about for literally both of them, and I think we could do it again, and it would be just as exciting and fun. Yeah. So keep keep an eye out for those in the new year. Maybe maybe we'll come maybe up we with revisit. a... revisit. Maybe we'll revisit those lost epies. But this week... Oh, what do we do with this show? We rate things. As we already said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we review things, but we're, we're trying to get to the bottom of how, of how Star Wars they are. So imagine everything Star Wars, right. books, movies, TV shows, comics, video games, etc., boiled down in a pot on the front left burner of your stove into a thick, viscous Star Wars chili. Sick, disgusting. All of it's all melted together in the great American melting pot. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's what you're using. A ten, yeah, oh yeah, that's the pot, by the way. Yeah, it is the Great American Melting Pot. Uh, that's the thing they don't talk about a lot about America is that America, like we like to think of it as we are a melting pot, and that like there's a lot of uh-huh, different cultures inside uh-huh. of it. But but they're being really literal. Like they're, it's more like this is a pot. Right, right. We live in a pot. Yeah. That's what they don't. That's what they don't tell you. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, the Great that's American of- Melting Pot. The Great American Melting Pot. Do you know that? Speaking of, nope, I don't. Oh, it's uh, from Schoolhouse Rock. Oh, nice. Speaking of American, today we're talking about a Canadian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, the chili is a ten out of ten, and we're gonna rate this against the Star Wars chili. Um, and and yeah. I know I know you just said we're not concerned with how good or bad it is, but that is literally going to be part of this episode because every time we end up covering an album, a music album, we end up kind of assessing whether we like it or not, song by song. So yeah, uh, that is kind of part of this week's episode. And <clears throat> we and be. the topic at hand is Carly Rae Jepsen's album Emotion from 2015. Yes. Uh, we will be playing Smish a Piss later. <laughs> But it's not time to talk about Smish a Piss right now. It's not. <laughs> it's time to talk about Carly Rae Jepsen's emotion. Now, to kick things off, I want to say I am aware of the handful of Carly Rae Jepsen hits, and kind yeah. of that's all. 
And I have known for a very long time that you are what I think we might say is a stan? I would call myself a stan. And you've seen her live, yeah? Yes, I have. Three times. Wow. Okay. So this is like the the Rock in the Suburbs episode was for me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I saw her once uh, uh, in a pop-up concert, and that was like sponsored by M and M's, which was weird. And I didn't, and I didn't eat dinner, and so I just ate M and M's for dinner. <laughs> and I had a great night. It was really good. Uh, great concert. That uh, sounds like a dream. <laughs> I, I had a friend who was supposed to meet me there and didn't. She just missed the concert for some reason, and so <laughs> she didn't get to eat M and M's with me, which was a bummer for her. Then, with that same friend, I saw who was supposed to see her with me. I saw her in Indianapolis with the the with the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. Oh, so this is literally our Ben Folds episode. Yes. Because I have seen Ben Folds with the Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra. Yes. The director, the conductor of the of the Indie Symphony or, uh, Orchestra had written arrangements of emotion specifically of this entire album. Got it. And so they she sang with them as they played the arrangements for this whole album. And it was incredible. It was incredible. So like she's not for She's like not... um our kind of deep dive context, you know, like if it were like say we were covering a Star Wars animated show or some other Star Wars thing, I might know a bunch of behind the scenes background shit. I know nothing and I looked up nothing. So like who's Carly Rae Jepsen? What is this okay. album in her discography and why it's significant? Okay, okay, okay. And okay, and okay, okay. what's your relationship to her music other than that you've seen her three times sponsored by m&ms with arrangements by the indianapolis symphony orchestra (laughs) and the third time i saw her at her after show which was really before her show here at Lollapalooza. got it so that was that's the third and i was gonna i wanted to see her again this year i couldn't or sorry in 2022 but i didn't have the money to go to her concert at that time in chicago unfortunately um okay so carly ray got national acclaim in Canada during Canadian Idol. Ah, okay. In like 2011 or something. Got it. Um, no, earlier than that. I'm going to pull up her... her so she's like a Carrie Underwood type. A Jennifer a Hudson, a Kelly Clarkson. She got third place on the fifth season of Canadian Idol in 2007. Okay. Okay, so now so we know that. This was when she was a young buck. She was in her 20s. She was a, a little baby. We she then releases her um, first album to like no acclaim really like it's nothing no one really cares about her first album it okay. came out in 2011 I have COVID by the way everyone so if I sound weird it's because I have COVID um, if I or not because of anything else <laughs> um, <laughs> then she comes out with Kiss her second album in 2012. Which, which, Mike, what song does that have on it? That has Call Me Maybe on it. That has Call Me Maybe on there, exactly. So, that album does pretty well. Uh, that was when I was in college, and I remember that being like, you walk around uptown Oxford, Ohio, and all the bars, it's like springtime, and it's nice outside, and all the bars are playing that song simultaneously. It was like the fucking biggest yes. song of the year. Biggest song of the year. It has the um, 
distinction of I think being the most popular song of that year, like literally the most I bet like, played song of that year or something like that. Let me let me just find out if I'm telling the truth there. Um, I mean, yeah, it's platinum, it's gold, it's everything. So like, it's it has a lot of stuff. It charted on everything. It was number one on the charts in a lot of different countries. Yeah, the longest run at number one on the U.S. Hot 100 among female Canadian. Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> that's I, way too specific. I'm like reading this as I'm discovering it. But so here's the thing. Like, do I know a lot of like little intricate facts about Carly Rae? Not necessarily. Do okay. I love her with my whole entire heart? Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Sure. Does she deserve a sword? Yes. Did she? Does she get a sword a lot of times during? Concerts, yes. What does that mean? <laughs> Hold on, what? <laughs> I love saying things that I that came from Tumblr to Mike because you have no concept of Tumblr okay. at all. Yeah, no. It's at like all. when I was like, I was like, do you know about Goncharov and like the recent episode? Right, and you were right. like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> at one point, someone on so Carly Ray has a very okay. Here's okay. Let's let's catch up, right? So we're we're in. Call me maybe has cemented her as. A, a bona pop fide star. pop star, yeah. right? She kind of gets blank check territory for this next album. Yeah. Because she has, like, the biggest song. But she goes quiet for a couple years. Right. She doesn't come out with anything for three years. And when she comes out with emotion, it is, like, critically acclaimed. Like, to a huge extent. Whereas, like, okay. Her her last album wasn't necessarily critically acclaimed. It was like it ha- it did pretty well. Had some good singles. Had Call Me Maybe, which was like the most popular song in the world, and so like did well. But it wasn't like off the charts, like critically acclaimed. Everybody loved it or anything like that. Okay. Emotion comes out and kind of has an opposite effect, where none of the songs take off like Call Me Maybe. Right. But every critic is obsessed with the album. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And every critic loves the album. Right. And so she becomes this, like, critically acclaimed, like, darling. Right. Where every critic is obsessed with her. And so, like, people who are into pop music, myself at the time, wasn't really that. That wasn't really me. Right. But she, people who are into pop music got into her because they were like, the Call Me Maybe Girl has a really good album out. What's going on? Yeah. And so then they start listening and they're like, oh shit, this album actually is really good. You know, this is like, a, this is like next level, not just Call Me Maybe. It's not just bubblegum pop. It's right. like, it's bubblegum pop There is plenty of that. Plenty of bubblegum pop in here. Like, you're not going to say no, that, there's, that she changed genres entirely. But it's sort of like good songwriting in bubblegum pop is sometimes hard to find. And you find some really good songwriting in this album. Um... So she kind of gets a blank check to do whatever she wants. She writes emotion. It, it takes off. It's a critical hit. People who aren't that into pop music, but are into like good music, quote unquote, find out about it like me, uh-huh. who I actually think, I think if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, the timeline of events, I'm pretty sure I found out about it through my brother, my brother and me. Okay. Because Griffin McElroy was a huge fan and talked about it on an episode. Sure. Like made a lot of jokes about how, about how he went to see her in concert and it was the greatest thing he'd ever seen and everything. And I was like, okay, if Griffin likes it, like, let me check it out. Like, I'll, I'll probably like it. And then I checked it out and I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, interesting. And this is also 2015 when I just moved to Chicago. Uh-huh. So I was like really finding out new things about myself. Sure, right. Left and right. And I was like, am I a pop guy now? Yeah. And I kind of was. 2015 for me was kind of like, oh, I like pop now. <laughs> and I like good pop. Uh-huh. Not just any pop. I like good pop, like Carly Rae Jepsen. 
So that's kind of where we are at when this album comes out for me was I had just moved to Chicago. I I was like taking my cultural uh, stuff that I like from the Macaray brothers, which I still do to this day. <laughs> and um, just a great album that I really enjoyed. And I listened to it nonstop back then. I still revisit it occasionally. Weirdly, I don't know if it's my favorite album of hers now because she has come out with two albums since then. Like she really takes her time between albums. Because uh-huh. it's 2023 now, and she came out with uh, Dedicated in 2019, which was four years between albums. Right. And she came out with... The Loneliest uh, Time. The Loneliest Time just last year in 2022. Yeah. Which I should say, she also releases the B-sides of all of these in between, so it like sort of tides you over between Smart. albums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I should say, if you like this album even a little bit, you should go listen to the B-sides because some of the B-sides are better than some of the songs I, on this I, album. That's funny you say that. I made a point to only listen to the unadulterated one. Like there, It's it's like Emotion. It's not called like Emotion Deluxe Edition or whatever. Yeah, um, me too. I re-listened to just the original today. Yeah, but I, I should listen to the B-sides. I um Something they do on... um. Are you you talking you two to me and all of the subsequent podcasts that those guys do is like it, when they are talking about one album they know what the other like session songs are like whether they were b-sides or they were put on a oh, anthology or whatever and they like resequence the album they're like this would be a better version of the album or whatever and they'll like take out a clunker and replace it with a b-side or something like that Oh, I could do that for this album. Which would be fun. I, I don't know any of the B-sides, but um, that's interesting. Yeah, okay, me, so one thing on, I've quick. also me, just... I could do that. Wait, no, I should wait till Smasher Pass, because that'll tell you who the clunkers are. Yeah, yeah. One thing I also just learned, I don't know how I didn't know this before, but I also didn't ever watch this, is she played Frenchie in Grease Live. Yeah, yeah, she did. Why didn't I know that? I don't know. Did you watch it? Because I didn't even watch no. it. I was a huge fan. No, I didn't see it. I was a huge fan of hers, and I didn't watch it for some reason. But it also I has can... the one and only Gabriella Montez. Who? <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, there we go. We just watched the High School Musical movies again. I know I texted you about it like recently. Oh my God. Like, you guys I love watch how those often movies you guys watch every those. two days. We, we have so much to say just specifically about um, Vanessa Hudgens. So, okay... <laughs> You know, you know how um, <laughs> fucking uh, her character Gabriella. Her name is yeah. Gabriella Montez, and her yes. mom multiple times calls her things like Mija and like other like Spanishisms make appearances. Yeah. So it is to be sort of presumed that she is playing like a Latina. M- Mexican or Latina uh, act a uh, uh, person. Um, and, we, and they're in new, and they're in New Mexico, so that wouldn't be that crazy. Hey, totally. And uh, and we looked it up because we were like, I wonder what her like uh like background is. And now I want to find it really quick before I completely like. Fuck oh no! It up. Is this? Am I gonna find out that Vanessa Hudgens is white? <laughs> Perhaps. Oh no! Uh, hang on. Um, okay. Yeah. So be- not 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 exactly, but. Her father is of French, Irish, and Native American descent, and her mother is Filipina. <laughs> She's not. No. <laughs> Which is just like no. <laughs> so she's not Latina. Yeah. At all. 
Not like, <laughs> but like I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, Native oh. American is like a bit broad of a term that could mean sure. like south of the U.S. border. But yeah, I mean, like, sure. regardless, it's just like kind of odd that that like. I mean, that was that was the. <laughs> I mean, that was the thing back in those days. Is right, like, like you you're are ethnically vaguely ambiguous. ethnic. Yeah, right. Yeah. One time I had this friend of mine who was very white be like, well, I, I am ethnically ambiguous. So, like, I used to be able to go out for other auditions. And I was like, sorry? Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, I you're, know you. You're tan. You're tan. <laughs> That's all you're saying. <laughs> and, like, you could be like, like, I used to do this joke where I was like, I'm ethnically ambiguous for, for white ethnicities. <laughs> like, yeah. I could be Italian. I could be right. Greek, maybe. Right. I could be Which Irish. Which is essentially saying, like, I'm capable of growing a lot of hair. Exactly. I have <laughs> facial hair. Yeah. Could be Jewish. You, you, I could be Jewish. People think I'm Jewish all the time. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, sadly, for, for the people who always ask me. Because I get asked on the street if I'm Jewish. Really? Yes. And out, like when I'm out and about, people ask me if I'm Jewish. And I asked my Jewish friend why this happens. And apparently there is a like prayer ceremony something or other that happens where they need like a certain amount of men for oh, it. Yes, and so right. if they are if they are short on men, they will go out and ask like, "Hey, are you Jewish? Can you come do this with me real fast?" Yeah. And I've never said yes because I'm not Jewish, so right. I've never been able to experience it. Um which would be weird if one day I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, and, and I like, know all the things. <laughs> I and I know the Hebrew, the pr the prayers that I'm supposed to do now yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but yeah. I bet when you saw the title of this episode, you never thought this would be the conversation. <laughs> you know who else is not Latina? Fucking, what's her name? Hold on. I got to find her name because I forgot it. Um, who plays Wednesday's mom in the new show? Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah. No, she's Welsh, isn't she? She's Welsh. Yeah. Offensive to me. <laughs> Personally. Yeah. Anyway, so we are treading into really, really fucking weird waters here. <laughs> you know who is white and has never said that they're not white? Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Woof. At least as far as I know, I really hope we never uncover any unfortunate Halloween costumes. Yeah, right. Uh, but she seems like a pretty sweet lady. I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, but we'll find out. You know. So here's never. something. Does she yes. have baby voice? A little bit. A Sometimes little bit. It, de it depends on the song. And I think that's actually one thing about this record that is really interesting is that like there's no two songs in a row that sound like they are from like the same artist. Totally. No, totally. That's not to say that like she doesn't have a point of view or anything, but like um, it's the reason you keep coming back to the Beatles or David Bowie, like they reinvent themselves. Like this album has like something for everybody. It really does. You, you couldn't you couldn't play this whole record to someone and have them say, no, none of that did it for me. Because some yeah. of it's like weird electro funk and some of it is like literally disco and some of it is yeah. like pop, 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 pop. And yes. uh, some of it to me was like, I, I only have so much tolerance for pop. It has to it has to like do something other than be straight down the middle for me to uh, uh, even recognize it, not not recognize it, but like for me to like to for it to snap me to out really of like snap. I'm listening to music that they play at the gym, 
Um, right, right, right. And right. I would say more of the songs on this album do that than don't do that. Like, yeah. they have something well, in them. There's really only one single for this album. Okay. And, I mean, there's more than one single. They released more than one single. But there's really only one that, that like had the big any kind of notoriety. Topper, yeah. And it was I Really Like You, which fucking Tom Hanks was in the music video. Right. Like, that's how big she was, right? That's how much cachet she had, where she came out with, she had Call Me Maybe, which is the biggest song in the world. And so then when she comes out with this next album, she can get fucking Tom Hanks in the video. Yeah, right. You know? And it's a fine song. It's um, fine, yeah. It's a fine song. It's not the best song on the album by far. Yeah. But it is the most bubblegum poppy on the album. Right. And it makes sense Therefore, to have it as the single. radio. Yeah, right. Because that is what people know Carly Rae as, is bubblegum pop. So they release the bubblegum poppy single as the single, which makes sense to me. It's not my favorite song on the album. It's not the best song on the album. It's also not, in my opinion, not the worst song on the album. Right. Um, but it is just, it is fine. Yeah. So that's what they released as a single. But you're right. The rest of the album is is very diverse as far as pop goes. Because mm-hmm. you're right. There's like electro funkiness. There's discoiness. There's um. There's just bubblegum stuff going on. You you kind a nice of mixture have me of like of convinced to start like giving pop a chance. I I haven't um I haven't yet gotten into Taylor Swift. But like I'm a big Harry Styles fan. Oh, that's pop, baby. That's and pop. and like. There's only I only know her like recent record, but Saint Vincent is very interesting yeah. to me. Her recent record is like Beatles, Pink Floyd, sixties rock. So like I don't think of it in the same vein as I think of like I really like you. But um I Sounds think like I'm going I think twenty twenty three might be the year of pop for me. It's the year of pop. In for fact, Mike, you know everybody. what happened today twice when I listened to this album? On Spotify, you know, it'll play the last song and then it'll just play another song that's like yeah. in the same vein. And it played yeah. the same song twice, both times I listened to this album. So it must have been like, dude, if you like emotion, you got to listen to this artist. The artist is called Tennis. Okay, interesting. And and it played the same I think I've heard of them. song of theirs twice. And then like, in fact, right before um, we started recording this, or rather right as I was finishing my work day... I had listened to this album a number of times and then I just like let it roll into tennis and I went to their like page and started playing their like best known for or whatever Spotify calls it. And I was like, shit, I really, 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 really like tennis. (laughs) Tennis. Do you want me? Do you want me? And in fact, one of the times that it did that, it also played St. Vincent, which is why I I used that name in the same breath here. But yeah, the like like I need to get the St. Vincent too. critical contemporary pop here's the thing is i feel like i feel like as as young men we are is that us not anymore when we were young when we <laughs> oh, were I when see. we were young men sorry yeah when we were young men and as, as i was a young, young <laughs> very nice thank you thanks <clears throat> um and young men today uh, young men in general always yeah. are done a disservice yep. because they are led to believe that pop music is feminine, pop music is for girls, right. pop music is not for them. Right. And so they push themselves away from it and they listen to other stuff. One of my favorite quotes from a friend of mine, Brendan Mulhern. Do you know him? I don't think so. He, he worked at a library growing up 
Uh, oh, then yeah, I know him. Young man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and he worked library. in like the music department. <laughs> and uh, the the reason I give that context is we, at some point, I can't remember why. Oh, we were talking about blues music and how my like exposure to that was White Stripes and to some degree Led Zeppelin. And he was like, yeah, I know. It's embarrassing, huh? Like like being being a white teenager. <laughs> yeah, it's really embarrassing uh, being a white and teenager. And he said, look, Led Zeppelin will never go out of style. I know this because I worked at the music department at a library. Led Zeppelin is always going to be around because some little boy is going to turn 14 every day from here yeah. till the end of history. <laughs> so tr- So true. So true. Yeah. Well, I'm st- so so like there's I I've been into pop for like like Carly, Carly Rae was my um I think I got snot on my fucking <laughs> chest from sneezing, which is gross. This episode is out of control. <laughs> I'm going to leave that in so everyone knows how nasty I am. Um anyway, I I've been into pop since about 2015 and I've been into it for through through I couldn't honestly name you a lot of other artists that I really like as much as I like Carly Rae. Mm-hmm. Um but I've loved all of her albums. I also like from there listened to a lot of other different pop like there there's been times in my life where I've been like a songs guy where I'm just like listening to certain songs, you know. Sure. There's times in my life when I'm more of an album guy and I listen to like an album all the way through. Um but like like I was saying men are done a disservice early on in their life because they've been led to believe that pop music isn't for them. Yeah. Um, and, and sorry, specifically not isn't for them is for girls yeah, and young yeah. girls, which it is to an extent, but like it can be white teenage girls, <laughs> right? Which young women are the tastemakers of the world. Right. Which is like just a fact. Yeah. Um, and culture sort of, comes at us from like an a reverse pyramid of of oppression where it's like the most oppressed people are creating the culture like drag right like everything comes from drag yeah. which is like like black drag queens and black trans women and, yeah and black women and black trans women <laughs> create all culture and then it sort of like seeps up words through eventually leading to white men where we can be like what's this pop music we're hearing about right i haven't heard of pop music before right so like we're really done a disservice because there's a whole world of really good music that we just are not like privy to because we think it's girly, which is so silly because it's good music, right? You know, right? And it opens up like emotions. Hey, emotion. Um, there we go. We said the name of the album. Uh, it opens I think up we have emotion. to stop the podcast now, right? Shut <laughs> shit. Fuck. Shut it down. Um. But it opens you up to new emotions and new ideas that you wouldn't like think about normally uh, in your other types of music necessarily. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, because because like Carly Rae is pretty bubblegummy, and she is, and she's very like it's very much like girl falls in love. Yeah, like em- emotion is all about that like girl falling in love feeling, and it's really really something. It's yeah, really yeah. fun to listen to. I think when I said a second ago about my like attention span or tolerance or whatever word I use for like pop. I think what I meant was for bubblegum. Yeah, totally. Just totally. like when you throw a piece of bubblegum in your mouth, eventually the flavor loses it well, it loses its flavor and thus its novelty. <laughs> yeah. I think that's totally why it's called that, right? Or like that might be one of the reasons why they call yeah, it, it that. Must be, because yeah. It it is tasty for a little while and then you get the flavor out of it and then you're done with it. Right. Which oh, you know what else? 
getting really into pop took me to getting into really into K-pop, which is a whole another episode sure. that we that we can do some. Do we need to do Pop Month? We should do Pop Month for sure. Because there's a lot of albums that I haven't listened to that I should. And then we and wouldn't like, have to plan any games. We could just do Smish a Piss. <laughs> and I got, I, I'm like variously into Taylor Swift. I haven't listened to her, her new album all the way through because I heard a couple songs and I was like, this is the kind of Taylor I don't like. Oh, okay. Because I know the kind of Taylor I do like, which was from her Pandemic albums, which was Folklore and Evermore. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed those. And now she's back to sort of being like, I misunderstood and I'm the richest woman in the world. Right. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. I don't care when you sing about stuff like that, Taylor. Which is for Carly Rae, she seems much more approachable, even though she's probably not. I mean, she's definitely very wealthy from Call Me Maybe. Sure. But she seems much more approachable. And here's what I like about Carly Rae she writes songs that don't feel like they are straight out of her diary. Yeah. They feel like they are a little bit removed from her personal experience and a little more metaphorical yeah. to where they are, they are telling you a story about a girl who's in love or whatever. Well, and then, Whereas, of course, like, where I don't even... I've listened to this now three times today, and I don't know a single word she said ever because I don't pay attention to words. <laughs> totally, 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 totally. Well, yeah, and you hear Mel- you hear the whole song, right? Like but you hear if, the whole song together, right? Like if it were, if there were like hyper specifics, for the little I do know of Taylor Swift that does sound like she's just like reading out of prose. Yeah, I'm. I it that sort of like that triggers my left brain, and then yeah. I'm not able to do the thing I normally do with music, which is like sort of let the right brain be in the driver's seat. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, like some of the things, I, not to talk about Taylor Swift too much, but like I liked Folklore and Evermore because they were so metaphorical and they were so removed from her personal experience. Like she was telling stories and I was like, this is good. You're a good songwriter, Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it's whenever she does songs that are that are more like, I have been wronged personally. Right. And let me let me write a song about how I've been wronged personally. I just don't care about it because I'm like, you're too, you're too rich. Yeah. You're too rich. You're too successful. I can't care about your problems. You're With too Carly urethral. Ray, have you seen that (laughs) no there's this tweet that some like taylor swift stan account made that like a hundred thousand people have retweeted and it it was a picture of her at like some red carpet trying to type ethereal yeah and it was like taylor swift looking urethral on the red carpet (laughs) and everyone's been like don't change this (laughs) don't don't change or delete this this is perfect (laughs) you made the perfect tweet yeah and then with carly ray it's like (laughs) It does feel more metaphorical. It does feel like she's writing from her personal experience. Yeah. But but it, but I also don't know as much about her personal life because she's much more guarded and like secretive. Sure. As Canadian. opposed to Taylor and Canadian, exactly. Very polite. As where as far as Taylor Swift goes, we know a lot about her personal life because she was unfortunately made to be in the public eye for so long. Right. So I find them to be both very good songwriters. I find them to be different songwriters. I've said before, and I'll say it again, I think Taylor Swift is the Bob Dylan of this generation mm. because she changes genres every album, and uh-huh. she's a great songwriter. I'm not going to say she's as good a songwriter as Bob Dylan, but like she does something similar to him where she will change with the times. Yeah. And she is just a good songwriter, so she can do that. Um, and she's also, both of them aren't the best singers. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's not their strong suit. Right. Which, which even... All that to say, like Carly Rae's not the best singer either. She does have that little bit of baby voice that you're talking uh-huh. about, but she's also like 
very sexy. It's very it's like a husky alto. You yeah, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And it's very uh fun to listen to. Yeah. Oh goodness, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. No, I, no, I, 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 I need <clears throat> that because I don't know much about her or the I didn't know if I was gonna have as much to say about this album as I thought I did, but apparently I do have a lot to say about it. Yeah. Should we go to the I, I break could really and come back? see her like succeeding on like a, a Canadian idol. Obviously I didn't like watch that show, but like she just is cute as a fucking button. Yeah, she really is. And like and and that's what that show is looking for. Like a yes. charismatic, photogenic person who can sing. And yeah, and totally. I think her voice is nice, but but um Right, she's not going to make it on, it's like... It's, like, the songwriting and production that is, like, the hero of the album. Yes, exactly. Her her voice, her vocals are never going to be top 10, not even, like, top 100, like, you know, right. vocals from pop artists or whatever. Right. But they are good enough, and they work with the songs that she writes to where it works really well. Yeah, yeah. Which I... That, even, all that to say, too, like, I don't think Taylor Swift's vocals are that good, and if she ever made it on the top... A list of top 100, I would be like... And I she don't. did. There was that thing recently, I think, that, like, Rolling Stone or some... Some <clears throat> publication oh, yeah, that, that always does lists did, like, the best singers ever, and it's like, well... What are we talking about here? Yeah, we're talking about singing? Like... If we're talking about singing, then Taylor Swift shouldn't be on. Yeah. If we're talking about songwriting, then absolutely. Right. And but then I would argue that t- that Carly Rae should be on there too if we're talking sure. about songwriting. Yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't talked anything about Star Wars at all. Oh shit! Is that what we do? I don't know. Should we go to the break since <laughs> we're about halfway through and yeah. and come back and play Smisha Piss? Yeah, and then we'll just hastily say three or something at the end. <laughs> yeah, we'll hastily be like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> all right, let's go uh, to yeah, the break. Let's do it. We hi jay hey caitlin we're the co-hosts of a little podcast called gimme that d did that get your attention it's a disney channel original movie breakdown podcast we are breaking down all of your favorite childhood movies that aired on the disney channel from 96 to 06 the golden age of cinema Adair. we are two f-list comedians with a lot of a-list comedian friends and together we break down and celebrate these absolutely batshit crazy films so we're talking aloof parents inexplicable plots full cuts responsible for sexual awakenings the world over and we ask the hard-hitting journalistic questions like what the fuck is this and could we have maybe taken a second pass at that script oh but we love them oh god yes so listen to us wherever you get your podcasts to stay in the know of what movie we're covering each week and who our guest is follow us on instagram at gmtdpod yeah but for real do it and we're blackheart ah there you go which is a name one of the songs as opposed to saying and we're back is is why he said that. Yeah, we normally say it. Well, we actually it's funny cuz we never say and we're back. We always say some variation on it. So like really what are we parodying? Well, sometimes you know? I just say and we're back. That's true. If I don't That's have true, any right. ideas. What we're doing is is referencing a recurring Jimmy Fallon sketch from SNL from the mid 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Because we're cuz we're we're 30-year-old men. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I'm almost 31. I'm almost 32. Our birthdays are in the same month. And you know who's 37? Carly Rae. Yes. It's true. She's, she's older. People think she's younger. But she's yeah, I remember she that actually. That was one of the few things I ever knew about her in the Call Me Maybe days when it was just like inescapable. Yeah. I remember someone saying like, yeah, she's like new to like radio pop but she's like old she's in her like late 20s yeah she was like 29 or something when when coffee maybe came out yeah 
which was old for the is old for the yeah that's wild anyway welcome back to how star wars is it the show where we only talk about how star wars things are and nothing else (laughs) we don't use it as an excuse to talk about other things that we like no but i do think we we take like i don't know february or march or april some some month coming up soon and just do pop albums we can do a harry styles we can do another carly ray we can do a taylor i'd love that because i haven't listened to the new uh Taylor and I also have only heard songs from the Harry Styles new album. I haven't heard or like newer newer album, but I haven't heard the whole thing. And I like that guy. I, think. I don't know that I've I've only heard the like maybe the singles from the newest one. I have probably listened to it once, but his debut album was like fucking it for me. And the one after sh- that with with Watermelon Sugar, I also really liked. We'll have to figure out which one to listen to. Yeah. But yeah, we're playing Smish a Piss again, yes. which is Smasher Pass for the uninitiated. Right. For the tracks on this album, which and I'm going to play on my phone into the microphone. I'm going to have to amend our title. Instead of Smish or Piss, for me, I went with Smish or Fine. Because there sure. wasn't one on here that I was just like, this is bad. I guess, yeah, I guess bad. that's not necessarily inherent to the idea of skipping a song or of passing a song, that, it, yeah, that it's yeah. bad. But like... I um, I found myself like if having to choose from one of like three of the like bubblegummiest ones, there wasn't one that made me go like it's this one and not the other two. Sure. So like in those instances, I'd be like, I understand the formula, I understand what she's doing, and I'm not as interested. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple on this album for me that I don't listen to every time. Yeah. And which isn't to say that they're bad songs. No, right. But but so I, I might have been mine to sm- to smash or fine as well. But I've I've made notes of like when something is a song that is it's okay if it's a pass. Yeah. Because it's just like you can pass this one if you want. Yeah, you're right. still you're you're still gonna get something out of the album. Because you know what's funny too is we talk about a lot like the albums that we cover are like a piece, and this album to me also feels like a piece. Interesting. Like it feels best listened to all the way through for me. I I enjoyed listening to it all the way through, and I also um, because of its poppy nature, you could resequence this or put in songs from other albums, and I don't know that I would know. You probably would have with a few more listens. Yeah, but I totally that maybe. I totally know. I totally know what you're saying, though. I know what you're saying. Shall we get started? Yes. Oh darn! I can't hear it. Oh dang it! But I know what it is. So good. Just like, okay, hey, hey, we haven't done this yet, so we may as well. This album starts with the Star Wars fanfare. Yes, it does. It's 20th Century <gasps> Fox into John Williams. <laughs> yeah. So true. This has a fanfare. This song is called Run Away With Me. And just like God, that sax from the get-go is an immediate smash for me. Yeah, yeah, this was a smash. Uh, That's what we we started. The the, like melody of the verses sounds to me very similar to Call Me Maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then like, 
Da 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 da. I'm trying to think of the, of the verses of Calling Me Baby. I can't think of them now. One time, me and my friend Riley played. Yes. Da 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 Yeah 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 totally totally. One time, me and my friend Riley played Calling Me Baby at a gig, and we were both really drunk, and it was the worst version of Calling Me Baby that's ever been played. It was like, hey, I just met you. This is crazy. It was really bad. Karaoke. I just wanted, just karaoke style, really bad. Um, okay, number this one a great gets song, a the sax, smash, a double smash. Sax is killer. It's really good. Uh, it's it's also sort of like a. You're right. It's a fanfare. This is like the. This is like a. Hey, boom! Yeah. Welcome to the album. Hey, everybody! We're album. starting. We're starting. The lights it's have be dimmed f- and the stringed instruments have stopped tuning. It's gonna be a fun album. Get ready for it yeah. because next we've got the title track. That's right. E mo gun. Be tormented by me, babe. Wonder, wonder how I do. How's the weather? Am I better, better now that there's no you? Drink tequila for me, babe. Let it hit you cold and hot. Let your feelings be revealed. We're gonna go to like the chorus. Or yeah. like a bit more full of the. Yeah, this to me, I wrote fine, but I also don't know that I'm convinced of that answer. I, I, um, I think it's a. I've used this terminology before. I think it's a secret smash. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you start out with it and you're like, sure, sure, the verse is fine, but then you get to that chorus and you're like, this emotion. Yeah, she's she's a very good chorus writer. The chorus is like triumphant. Her chorus, a lot of her choruses are very triumphant. Uh, yeah, I say it's a secret smash. Okay, I, I like one that, that like, as an assessment. It sneaks up on you. Like you start out with it, and you're like, "This is fine," but then like once you go listen to the album again and again, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is a good one. Emotions coming up. It's a good one." Yeah. You know, I found myself throughout this album like hearing a song and then immediately having a comparison, like, mm. "Oh, this song sounds like such and such," um, which might ha- that might just be how I need to process pop music before it becomes a bit more. Uh, you know, like I need, I need to like it through the the, the point of view of a fourteen year old white boy. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Like, oh, this one's okay because it reminds me of this album I had when I was little, or this rock and roll band. <laughs> right, the rock and roll stuff. That's for boys. Yeah, <laughs> studded bracelets. Yeah, leather chains, huh? Eyeliner, <laughs> leather <Yeah>. chains, <laughs> <laughs> makeup. All right, next we've got the single, baby. Whoops. That did the wrong thing. Next we've got the single, baby. There we go. 
I wrote, it's bubblegum, baby. I wrote Smash. You know, a thing that I really like in this song is this. <laughs> it's just like there's always some kind of percussion going. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, yeah, we, we haven't talked about the, pro- the production on these songs, but, like, the production on this album is next level good, which is part of the reason why it's so mm-hmm. good. And she worked with some really great producers. Uh, this is before she and Jack Antonoff were, like, working tightly together. But I, I could just say a list of names, but I don't actually know them all. But she worked with some great some great folks on this album. Um, yeah, this is the single. This is really, really like you. I. It's funny because when this song came out, people, like, really were dissing it. Because mm. they were like, really? Your song is I really, 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 really like mm-hmm. you. How stupid. Right. And I was like, don't you get I know it? that's that this this type of thing is the thing I don't think I ever grasped onto in like high school English class, for example. When yeah. when, you know, the teacher says like so what did Fitzgerald mean when he was talking about the green light in The Great Gatsby or whatever? And I'm mm-hmm. like, that was F. Scott Fitzgerald, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and of yeah. course, I'd be like, you know, 16, and I'm like, maybe the color was just like the color he liked the most. Like, why does it have to mean something? And it's like, yeah, totally. No, the person worked on a book for like, I don't know, maybe he wrote that quickly, but regardless, like, you spend... At the very least, weeks of your time on one three-minute pop song, if not years, like yeah. you, you meant to say, "I really, 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 really like you," because like that was the choice you made. It's not because you and like that, couldn't think of other words. You're, you're. She's emulating yes, like exactly. a, a tween. Exactly. Because like that's it was weird when it came out because it seemed like people were like she couldn't think of anything else right. to say and it's like no that is the thing she was trying right. to say because don't you remember what it feels like to really 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 like right. someone whenever that's the only words you have to describe yeah. it <clears throat> it's a totally different feeling from love it's a totally different feeling from like it's not even like right. like it's really 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 yeah. like. And it's it's very specific yeah. feeling, and she like got across what she was trying right. to say, and I think that people missed out on that, which is unfortunate. Like, because it's a good song. Smash. It, that type of thing. Th- this is this is why the world we live in is bad. <laughs> because anyone can <laughs> interpret anything anyway. Yeah, it's true. And there's some there's some came, amount yeah. of like you know death of the author, as they say. Like, you right. kind of have to. Uh, afford yourself your own interpretation of something before you learn of its authorial intent or perhaps you never learn of the authorial intent but like textually the lyrics of this song make a strong argument that Carly Rae Jepsen knows words and chose these words (laughs) yes exactly totally 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 we gotta move faster because we are we are not even that far in the album yet um Next is Gimme Love. Give me another chorus. Give me love, give me love, give me love, give me love, give me touch. Cause I want what I want to, think that I want so much. 
Give me love, give me love. I love it. I call this one a smash. I think it's also kind of a secret smash. Yeah, I, I wrote fine. Again, like, I don't know that it's bad, but it, um, this album has like 15 songs. It's a long yeah, album. And this is one I was fine to cut loose. Sure. All of those for me come at the end. Like, oh, I think this first. Same. Yeah, I think the first, like, two-thirds of this album are just, like, non-stop fire. I exactly agree, and I know I've already said fine twice, but, like, the next, like, six or seven in a row are smashes. (laughs) Yeah, so let's let's keep going to those. The next one is All That. We'll skip ahead a little bit. I love love the bass here, though. That's the note I wrote. I wrote smash bass. Yeah, baby. Okay, this is the, um, it's good. If you have to pass it, you can. Yeah, no, I wrote Smash. That bass alone was enough for me to be like an analog instrument. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It reminds me of like the slower songs from that thing you do. I, that's funny. <laughs> I wrote, it reminds me of early Britney Spears, specifically the song Sometimes. There, okay. There's like figures in the music that were like very uh, of that song. Do you know that song? It's no, like, I don't. Sometimes I run, sometimes, sometimes I hide, sometimes Maybe I'm scared that, of you. It's like the same tempo and it's in the same like range and it's there's there's yeah, yeah, moments yeah. in the chorus of this that sounds like the verse of that. Mm. And there's, mm, in fact, there's it. a lot of these songs that remind me of pop from like the late '90s and early 2000s. That makes part a lot of the sense. Machine, like, like Backstreet Boys and yeah. Britney. Yeah, totally. That makes sense to me. All right, let's move on. We gotta keep. Oh, moving. I wrote Smash Bass for this next song, uh, Boy Problems. Oh, uh, Boy Problems, so iconic. So good. I like. I think it's excellent. Total, total smash. It's it's like instantly iconic. Like, think I broke up with my boyfriend again. I don't really care. Yeah. You think yeah. you did? It's great. What does that yeah. mean? <laughs> like, you should know whether or not you broke up with your yeah, boyfriend, right. Carly. What are you talking about? It's great. It's so good live too. Everyone loves it. We gotta it's move. This is a long funky. album. It's this one. That's one super funky. Really good. We got making the most of the night is next. Too. 
Really good, really good chorus again. I wrote Smash, and then yeah. I said it, it gave me a little bit of Backstreet Boys ish vibe. Um, they had Ooh. like some spookier songs. This wasn't like spooky per se, but like no, I totally agree. The verse is spooky. The first verse is like ooh, and and the chorus does that does an unexpected thing for a poppy bubblegummy artist that the um the kind of shift up in the minor territory. Um, hang on, let me mm-hmm. let me play a clip of it for myself to. Here I come to hijack you. Like the the shift yeah, up yeah, there yeah. that hijack you, this, I love you. This for that very reason, like this this song, like surprised me, and it's my favorite song. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Making the most tonight is really really good. It's a total secret smash too. Like it, it grows on you. It starts out, you're like, oh, what is this? And then you get to, to keep listening, and you're like, whoa, yeah. it rules. Um, I love this next song too a lot. I love this whole album. This next song is no number surprises. eight called Your Type. We gotta get to my favorite part and then we'll stop. Here we go, ready? But I still love you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I love you. So good. I love that part. Let's go to the chorus, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this reminds me of both Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga and This yeah. Is My Fight Song. <laughs> yeah, but like totally. both of those in a good way. Yes, agreed. It's a total smash. Yeah. I love the part that's like, I but I still love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love you because like that feeling yeah. is so universal. Yeah. Like. And this is like that song too that I just love all these songs because they each have such a specific feeling to yes. them that are very relatable. And I think that's what Carly Rae gets across really well with her songs is that she's very yeah, relatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you feel like she's your friend and she's talking to you and she's like, I'm just not his type. And you're like, yes, you are. <laughs> just like <laughs> so how it's re- you relate yourself to characters in Star Wars? Yeah, sure. Why not? Anyway, so the next song is <laughs> Let's Get Lost. Whoops, whoops, chorus. It's fun. That's it's a fun. smash for me. I, t- I put it to subtle smash. I also related it to the lesser known songs and that thing you do for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can sk- but if you need to skip something you can skip yeah. this, but I wouldn't skip it. I something skip about it. that thing you do is an interesting one because it's like the same time period as like Spice Girls. Like this this to me had Spice Girls vibes. Oh, totally Spice Girls for sure. Next one is my least favorite song on the album. Oh. LA Hallucinations. This is where the beginning of the end starts for me. Yeah, 
It's it's my least favorite song because I hate as a rule I hate songs about LA. I think they all yeah. suck. Um and it's also the That's a rule. Um That's, that's a rule. That's one of your rules. That's one of my rules. Is this I our think first all songs about rule? LA. New rule. Um <laughs> uh, I think it might be our first ever start rule. Start the clock. But start the clock. That's a reference to another podcast yeah. everybody. Um but I hate songs about L.A. because I think they all kind of suck because they're all like they're either doing this like, oh, L.A. is so beautiful and it's so weird. And what's the weather like? Or they're doing this like the culture is crazy and we're all getting drunk. And this song is kind Everyone of doing both so of them. Famous. <laughs> yes, they're all they're all part of the USA, except part of the USA it is the only good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guitar the alone. What, this song is doing what Royals by Lord did, but not doing it as yeah, well. Yeah. In my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I wrote it. It also- reminds me of like early Justin Timberlake solo. Like mm. the in fact there are like figures in it that even sound like specifically like sexy back or one of those. Hang on, I think it has a really it has also maybe the silliest line where she's like Buzzfeed buzzers and TMZ crows. And I'm like, what are you yeah, doing? Yeah, that Carl? sounds That's like silly. when Taylor Swift is trying too hard. Exactly, exactly. Oh yeah, there, there's like a synthy, which like is in that Justin Timberlake yeah. sound. The one's like, but but this is totally. doing a similar thing. Yeah, I think it's the worst song. Yeah, the I album, don't really like it that opinion. much. It's a pass. Uh, okay, we gotta hurry up. <laughs> I think we're already at an hour. I'm sure right we now. probably are. That's <laughs> all right. We're, we can go a little extra. Although my playhead is only at 136, which of course we had the Patreon in there. Oh, so we've got about five minutes then. Yeah, we yeah we should get keep going. Carly, get to the song. It's a pass. Yeah, it's it's um, not super exciting. No, no. It's the end of the album is not as strong. This is this is the last third of the album where I'm just like it is much more hit or yeah. miss. Uh, no, the last this is the last third of the album that's not as strong as the first two thirds of the album. Um, I like this song. Okay, it's like about vampires. I guess oh. it's about blood. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, we also just rewatched Twilight and uh, New Moon. And oh, hell I don't yeah. know how they managed to make five movies in that world. I know that there were four books and they split the last one into two. And the last one's full of crazy shit. But uh, yeah, we were like, oh, man, we kind of want to watch the last two because that's when like there's really ridiculous shit that happens. But we have to get through the whole Team Edward versus Team Jacob movie first. Like, yeah, forget yeah. it. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to get through. Um, next song is What I Needed You. And we're back, baby. We're back. Give it forward a little bit. Yeah. 
really good. I love this song. I love that line. Um, sometimes I wish that I could change, but not for me, for you, so we could be together forever. It's such like an inversion of the normal, like, oh, you shouldn't change for other people. Yeah, like, and this no, line, I want and, to. but like, I want yeah. to, so we could be together. I would be great. Fine. Actually. I I think um. I think it's better than fine, but it it was one of my like you said the last third or whatever. It it um it also gave me like early Spice Girls, but not one of the singles. Mm, totally. Next is Black Heart, which is I think the second worst song. It reminds me of that. Um, this beginning reminds me of that song from Once that's like on ding 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 ding, you know. Where they use like a child's toy to make the sounds. Yes. Yeah. It, this is mass seduction. The the yeah. um Saint Vincent Saint Vincent record. Oh. Once again, it's not bad. It's just not my. Style. Yeah, no, that that is like that's a great way of saying it. it's like a very style forward, and you either need to like the style or not. Yeah, not my favorite on the album. Um, I didn't just come here to dance is next, which is great in my opinion. It's a smash. I didn't just come here to dance. Dance. You know what I mean. Dance. I'm from Canada. If you just give me a chance, you'd see what I see. Do you see what I see? Let me do a verse thing. You in the corner. I still play this whole song. I love this song. Yeah, this song. Um, I really like this song. It's very like gay midsummer fest. Yes. Like, I was going to say, this is what's playing at fucking like, like Scarlet or whatever. Days. At, at like, <laughs> yeah, Market Days at like 1 a.m. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. But us being the two straight guys in the room there with our girlfriends. Like, <laughs> right. yep, yep. We, we also like right. this song. Um, Being very cool and straight yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Last song on the album. And, and she says dance, which is sort of like how yeah. American Carrie Fisher kind of is British sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're trying, Mike. You're trying. I'll give you that much. I'll give you that much. Last song on the album. Sorry, here we go. Oh wait, the last song isn't then when Spotify goes into other artists. <laughs> no, it's his favorite color. We we're almost there. Let's get forward. I think this is a great album ender. It's like sort of a come down. Yeah, it's like the credits are rolling. Yeah, I love it too. I think it's a secret smash. I I probably um, see what I actually wrote. I wrote, but it's it's fine. it's not like you can you can pass it if you want. But it's like like I said, it's a like he's like you said. It's like the credits yeah. are rolling. We're finishing up. Everything is like good. It's a long album, fifteen songs, and favorite color. Yes, favorite color. <laughs> She's Canadian. 
Um, yeah, it is <laughs> Very long. Very exotic. Huh? It's long. It's long. Well, it's not that long, like time wise. I want to say it's like fifty minutes long, fifty five minutes, so almost an hour. But it's fifteen songs, which is a lot yeah. of songs. It would be two records. It would be a double LP, probably. Now you you said we just got a record player, by the way. <laughs> oh really? I had one and I broke. Oh bummer. Unfortunately, uh, I think Charlie has one though, so I'm just gonna use hers. But we've got um, wait, where is it? Where's Emotion Side B? Oh, that's weird. There, there's like Emotion Deluxe single. Expanded Edition on Spotify, which looks like it has Emotion two Side other B, songs. which I don't even know if I've ever listened to those ones. But Emotion Side B is listed as a single and not as an album for some reason. So that's weird. Do I know those other songs that are on the Deluxe Expanded Oh, hey, edition? speaking of expanded songs, I was at IO the other night. So we just did that show on Thursday, but then I went um, the next night as well Mm -hmm. um in fact wait it might have even been it was thursday night when we were all there we were in the lobby and we were talking to my parents and stuff disco heaven by lady gaga was playing the song that's only on it's on the fame but only if you got it like through itunes or through target or something like that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and that's that's all fucking slaps and when i heard it i was like yeah that (laughs) you're like this is special right now that's D-I-S-C-O and we're in heaven. H-E-A-V-E so and disco heaven. <laughs> so good. Well, we did the whole album. I-, I could probably go through and tell you what I would replace with the B-sides. I recommend going to listen to the B-sides because they're all pretty good. You know what um, we needed to do? And-, and we missed it. But maybe if we do the new record sometime soon, we'll-, we'll do this then. Before we go to the break, we need to say... I'm coming back for you, baby. For you, baby. <laughs> I'm coming back for you. <laughs> yeah, we should have said that. That was a missed opportunity. Well, we're running long, so should we just give it a gut check? Yeah, review? we did a bad job doing our premise, but... Um, we did a good job talking about the album. We did, and there's a lot of like fucking bleeps and bloops and sound effects on a lot of these songs. That's pretty um, Star Wars. There's not really any Here's characters. Here's what I'll say. There's no... I was about to say that. There's no characters. It's not a like narrative. Like you said, it's kind of broad or abstract or impersonal. Yeah. Um, that's not to say it doesn't not have a, a point of view, but the Star Wars' point of view is fairly narrow, despite... Well, and from a certain point of view... Well, that's true. The Jedi. Just, the despite Jedi being um, a broad piece of entertainment, it has a very science, science fiction fantasy POV one yeah, thing totally. though that is very similar is this album like i said kept reminding me of other influences oh it's very much a hodgepodge yeah. for sure it is a it is a culmination of a bunch of different influences right. for sure i'm definitely gonna listen to side b after this because that's a good ass album too um i really have to go to the bathroom so we have to wrap <laughs> up uh okay that's just that's just the facts. So I think I think it's not very Star Wars. No, it's, it's not a very record. Star Wars. It's not very Star Wars. It's a pop. It has album. bops. It's not a movie. It's got bops. But that's about all. That's probably that's probably the only thing. It has it's got fanfare. For it. um, yeah. No lightsabers. I have to go to the bathroom. We got to wrap up. I'm gonna say that again. Yeah, go. Um, it's gonna be low. So I'm gonna give. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's. I'm gonna give it saxophone solos. Okay. What's My your unit, unit of measure, measure is gonna be. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's like a two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two haze. It's a two saxophone solos. 
Well, you did it, folks. So do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at House Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. We love getting those. And that is funny that our name is, that our email is a good podcast at gmail.com. That is funny, yeah. And uh, you if go. you're interested in more, we've got a Patreon. You can give us money. <laughs> Five dollars a month. Give us at, money. At patreon.com slash House Star Wars Is It gets you um, all sorts of extra stuff. We've got audio film commentaries of the Star Wars movies. We do a weekly bonus episode. Uh, we do we did the a bracket determining the best thing about fall. We might do one for winter. Uh, yeah. We've done other film commentaries. We have a Discord server. All of that is available to you at patreon.com slash howstarwarsisit. You could subscribe for one month and listen to everything and then unsubscribe. We'd be perfectly fine with that. We're okay with that, everyone. It's just the price of a latte... Buy yeah, your not... little boys a latte. Come on, buy us a latte. <laughs> then we can use it for advertising for the show. Yeah, hopefully, um, maybe eventually. Hopefully, maybe eventually. But that's about everything. Oh, yeah, and we're also both performing for An- with Anarchy in- on Thursdays in January and February at IO. That's right. At 8 o'clock. So go, go check those out. Um, and Mike is in Baby Wants Candy sometimes. That's so right. A lot, uh, also a lot in January and February on Saturdays. Um, at Second City. So go see and, us, everyone. And at the end of our show, I'm, I'm breaking from the script a little bit here. At the end of our show, we usually oh. say a bunch of things, one of which is we love you, but I don't know if love is the right word for it. No, we... Do you know this, where this, I'm going with this? Yeah, this week I think that we... we, we you can set it up then and we'll, we'll say it. <laughs> so Sandwiches of Star Wars, it's about time for to be bye-bye. So like we always say, we really, 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 really like you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and may, may the, the fourth, fourth be, be with you. Bye bye. What we're saying is we have a crush on all our <laughs> listeners. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. That's a joke from our conversation in between the show, everyone. Yeah.